2: Hello there my very good friends, on today's wrestling news, Jonathan Gresham asks for
1: his AEW Ring of Honor release and cusses out Tony Khan. Yeah I've got all the latest on the backstage meeting between Gresham and Tony Khan. We have a backstage update on
2: AEW's talent relations process.
1: And it looks like Tully Blanchard is gone from Ring of Honor. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. Quite a weekend was it? And this (laughs) is the news. Yeah we've
2: got two news videos coming up today because yeah unless you were, uh, you Let's be honest, you'd have to be dead Yeah. not noticed <laughs> the stories that dropped over the past few days. We've got the fallout from Vince and stuff, a WWE-centric video coming later today. But for now, we're going to talk AEW and get these stories covered. First of all, Jonathan Gresham mm-hmm. requested his release from AEW slash Ring of Honor prior to death before Dishonor, where, of course, he lost the Ring of Honor world title to Claudio Castagnoli in the opening match. It was, what, like 11, 12 minutes? Mm-hmm. It was a short match by world title standards. Um, but Fightful Select came through. With the report revealing that Gresham had requested his release earlier in the day and that there was a lack of communication between Ring of Honor and their former world champion leading into the show. That was a bone of contention. He felt disrespected by that uh, and the short runtime for That world title match was apparently a mm. tipping point as well. It's indicated in the report that during a meeting with Tony Khan, that you're going to go into a bit more detail on, Gresham cussed him out. Uh, so, clearly, quite a heated thing going on here. Uh, and several talent confirmed that this encounter took place. Now, whether or not Gresham has actually been granted his release, we don't actually know yet. However, it was reported as part of this Fightful write-up that he is done with wrestling for the foreseeable future. He has uh, deactivated his Twitter account. He has deactivated the Terminus Twitter account as well, which is his promotion. They had a show like three days ago or so, four days ago, whatever. That's wild how kind of quickly this happened. But of course, on the Ring of Honor show, um we saw he, he he was thrown on with tully blanchard after the heel turn and all that stuff on the ring of honor show prince nana was like hey i've bought tully blanchard enterprises and now it's the embassy again which i popped for because i'm a ring of honor mark <laughs> and i love all that nostalgia stuff uh, but it was kind of all over the place so yeah uh fifo reached out to tony cannon ring of honor they've heard nothing in response gresham of course uh he signed a, like a long-term deal um he was the Ring of Honor champion mm-hmm. when Khan took over. He had that kind of sort of unification match-ish thing with Bandido. Uh, he signed that contract. Now he wants out of it. Tweeted about this a bit last night. But we'll get into it once you've
1: done your stuff. Yeah, exactly. We'll give our thoughts once we've provided this uh, update, which also comes um, through Fightful Select. A shout out to Sean Rossap. No crap. Just Sapp. Sean Rossap off Fight Fightful Select. As Andy mentioned, there was a cussing out of uh, Tony Khan backstage. Um... Apparently, the conversation with Khan was going to remain confidential, but... It got so heated, everyone <laughs> in the arena could basically hear it, including security. Um, now, apparently, Gresham had quite productive meetings with uh, QT Marshall during the week, uh, also being in contact with Sanjay Dutt, um, but allegedly, his frustration with his whole position within Ring of Honour stems uh, from creative, which, of course, is Tony Khan's area of expertise. Um, he basically was trying to have a meeting with Tony Khan, there was issues, and it only went down a few hours, as Andy mentioned, before uh, death before dishonor and um, apparently people close to Gresham uh, people on the AEW side I should say rather um, believe that his mind was kind of made up going into the meeting He uh, he's always had this passion and real self-belief uh, and uh, dedication to Ring of Honour and he got very heated in there um, a very different vision to Tony Khan's basically in summary uh, they d- disagreed the two parties did on uh, topics like Gresham turning heel on AWTV um, and then aligning with Tully Blanchard Enterprises um, this Seems to become a regular thing now, Andy. In terms of when people uh, depart from either AW yeah. or, or Ring of Honor, you know, a, a depart from a Tony Khan promotion, the issue is not you know um, necessarily mismanagement or you're fired or anything like that <laughs> it's it's the lack of communication yes. we've heard this several times now yeah and I'll dive into that a bit
2: more in my next story mm. here as well but yeah it, it's this is a trend now it's not just like one person going ah this happened Joey Janela said it Marco Stunt said that he was effectively ghosted um, Brian Cage when his contract yeah. was renewed seemed quite surprised about it himself <laughs> uh, on social media so there's clearly something there that the company needs to work on and needs to brush up on. And yeah, we'll talk about the talent relations process in a minute. Uh, With regards to Gresham, I get it. I totally get it. Absolutely. Um, His presentation on television hasn't been great. Um... The, the kind of turn came a little bit out of nowhere. And then uh, I, I can absolutely see where he's coming from with the manager thing and like, he's lying with Tully one minute and then, oh no, we're doing Prince Nana and Tully's no longer, we'll talk about him in a minute yep. as well. All these stories fit together quite wonderfully. Um, but yeah, no, like I respect Jonathan Gresham immensely, both as a name ring performer and also for standing up for himself and knowing his value yeah. and saying, hey, I'm worth more than this, what's going on here? Um, the match was short, uh, you know, by world title standards. Yeah. Was that to the match's detriment? Well, that's in the eye of the beholder. I think it could have done with been a bit longer myself. Uh, as much as I enjoyed the show as a whole, but yeah, man, like I respect Jonathan Gresham immensely. Um, hope he's doing okay coming out of this, of course. And uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, on.
1: my limited knowledge of, of Ring of Honor prior to the purchase uh, by Tony Khan is basically Jonathan Gresham was Mister Ring of Honor. His dedication was he never in question. Back, Absolutely, really. yeah. you know he. He boasted and had this long title reign, but you could tell his passion, as mentioned, for the product. And at the end of the day, Tony Khan's come in and he's no doubt got a vision for it, and that's you know completely up to him, but if that doesn't gel with your world champion or you have different plans for whatever you had for, for Gresham going forward, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense that he would ask for his release.
2: Yeah, and maybe like career-wise, if he does choose to come back to wrestling, and I hope he does, because yes. he's very talented.
1: Oh God, he's unbelievably Yeah, like
2: tremendous technician. Perhaps career-wise, he'll find somewhere that's a better fit for him. Maybe he'll go to Japan, maybe, yeah. maybe he'll go down to Mexico or somewhere, or just like work five million indies every week, like a lot of folk do. Um, maybe he'll find somewhere that just fits him a little bit more. Maybe
1: he'll go to WWE. Now the person in charge doesn't value you. You have to be over like six and a half foot tall. To <laughs> he be could, successful.
2: He could, they, well, once they see his like his like octopus mask oh. thing, they're gonna go, "You're a squid now." Pal. <laughs> I can't remember who was, but someone on my timeline tweeted his ring name would be Ten Tackle, <laughs> which is tremendous. I. I think it was James Vanderbeek. I'm not sure someone funny but yeah props for that um, right we'll talk about the talent relations process then seeing as yes. communication would be part of that and it's something that's come up uh, Fightful Select in their second Jonathan Gresham report kind of went into the details here a little bit um, and yeah th- th- this is kind of how things work backstage so typically if a wrestler has something they want to bring up the, the, the preferred approach is that they go to someone on the coaching team in AEW uh, this is the preferred process and if it's related to booking that will then be passed on to Tony, who has the final say on creative. He's of course the CEO of AEW and Ring of Honor yeah. now. Tony then determines whether or not he feels like the dozens of ideas that are passed on to him fit and then the answer will be sent back to the wrestlers. So it sounds like the, you go to one person, they go to Tony, there's kind of like a, a middleman type, yeah. type deal going on there. Now as well as AEW's coaching staff you have Head of Talent Relations Christopher Daniels QT Marshall and Pat Buck they're involved in this process as well as with, along with Executive Mega Parekh and Sanjay Dutt who combines a backstage role with an on screen role as well of course. Always got a pencil um, behind his ear just in case. There you go. And can is <laughs> believed to be in contact with the latter two, that being Mega and Sanjay, at least 10 times daily according to FIFO in this report. Uh, now, Khan has talked to talent directly countless times in the past, although this has declined somewhat since they moved out of Daly's place as a consequence of just the, you know, you're traveling more and you're, it's a bit more headache, the world is changing, all of that stuff. Now, Joey Janela, who we spoke about earlier, uh, who was let go by AEW earlier this year, offered some thoughts on the process on Twitter last night and said, it's not really Tony's job, it's talent relations. I'm sure if I texted Tony, I would have gotten a text back or a phone call, but I wasn't really trying to push a new deal, with other negotiations in place. Talking about how his contract wasn't renewed mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, communication could definitely be better and uh, never said that Tony was a ghost. And that's in quotations. And, and Janella did tell Fightful as well that prior to him leaving, he didn't reach out to the coaching team as well. So it sounds like Joey was kind of like quite okay with leaving yeah. and, and didn't want to go hey guys when am i getting a new deal or whatever um so there you go that's just an interesting bit of insight into how this process works i think um you know you have to have ladders of communication in yeah. place but this communication thing does seem like me to be something they need to address
1: yes exactly there is a structure in place as you mentioned there and at the end of the day as much as i can sit here and say oh well tony Khan should have spoken more to jonathan Gresham. That boy is spinning a lot of plates right now. <laughs> He's a plate master. Yeah, man. so it's, it's one of those where I just, I've just i got to echo what you say. I can sympathise a little bit with, like you say, if you've got 20 different people wanting to change certain elements sure. of their storyline or, you know, ask about their contracts or whatever like that. There's only so much you can deal with, but you're completely correct. Possibly this this, this way of the working might need to have a, be looked at. yeah several times now we've heard this from talent.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure like running a wrestling promotion isn't easy, uh, especially when you're running two and a football <laughs> club, and you're on the Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars board or whatever, and you run an analytics company. He's got a lot on, but at the same time, you got to look after your people, particularly when they're on the way out and stuff. Yes. So yeah, I, I really wish this Gresham scenario hadn't panned out the way it did, but it has now, and we look at the next steps. Exactly,
1: we'll provide any updates as and when we get Them. But speaking of people on their way out, the final piece mm. of the news jigsaw is dropping into place uh, because Tully Blanchard uh, may be done in Ring of Honor, as uh, Andy mentioned. Uh, it was revealed on the Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view that Tully Blanchard Enterprises has been acquired by uh, <laughs> Prince Nana, uh, who was uh, I love Prince Nana <laughs> taking control of it all. Um, and for Select also provided an interesting report that Tully wasn't at the pay-per-view, although. The reason for that is kind of up in the air. Some people think it's because he missed his travel, some people thought it was because there was confusion about travel, Fightful themselves were told that uh, Blanchard's prison ministry group was cited as why he wasn't present for the show, and some people just said he no-showed the Um, (laughs) pay-per-view. Brian Cage posted an interesting tweet as well with a selfie (laughs) with his uh, shirt on saying,
2: Well, <laughs> so much for Tully Blanchard, eh? Here today,
1: gone tomorrow sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's a shame because I was getting quite excited about, you look at the line of those massive bastards and the world champion as they had Yeah. Um, and it, it seemed to have a really intriguing amount of potential. You know, Tully Blanchard isn't the, the voice on the stick that he once was, but he always can provide an element of gravitas, I found. Yeah, sure.
2: The, this is um this is an interesting thing as well, because Tony can comment it during the pre-post-show press scrum, just talking about how Tully was doing really well outside yeah. of wrestling and stuff, so that's obviously good. Um, I, I Tully's had an interesting AEW run for yeah. me. I think, like, early on, I thought he was tremendous when he was doing, like, the negotiations for Sean Spears and all of that stuff. And, like, his return match, yeah, You know, it's not the kind of thing you go, that was the match of the year, but how much fun was yeah. that? Like, it, 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 he was doing his first match in years and years and years, and you know, he, he's had his troubles later in his wrestling career, yeah, yeah. going back decades and stuff, and it was just fun, it was awesome.
1: Um, I remember him bollocking Sean Spears on like a road tour or something. Shredded him, didn't was he? was so good.
2: When, she, when Spears' character was kind of like fanning around a bit. Um, but I, I do think that and it's understandable because he's been in wrestling for ages and he's he's an older guy now I do think that his performances have declined a little bit yeah. over the past year or so maybe not as compelling a talker as he was um, he's always going to have that gravitas as you say it's Tully Blanchard he's one of the most sinister pro wrestling heels of all time. I love put in particular his stuff in like Crockett in the mid 80s and stuff I'm a nerd for that all that, all those bits of, like the Magnum TA feud is yeah. um, but But, you know, even at like Supercard of Honor, when he was cutting his promo and stuff, it was like this isn't quite fitting together and that happens that happens you know with time so yeah. best wishes to Tully I enjoyed his AEW run
1: his Ring of Honor run um,
2: it's, it's kind
1: of a shame how sudden everything has yeah. happened here again but there you go yeah intriguing to see what happens next with Ring of Honor TV deals etc we'll keep you posted on everything uh, make sure you keep your eyes on whatculture.com as well for any updates on that too let's move on to your Twitter questions though at WW, of course we want to get in touch with us John Harrison starts us off writing good Good Monday, chaps. Uh, with a big Vin Cheezel stepping down Vin Cheezel, <laughs> will WWE start to acknowledge other promotions they drop New Japan and Ring of Honor references on SmackDown do you think more references are to come EG Cody in AEW Vin
2: Cheezel, <laughs> tremendous um, wow uh, maybe maybe they'll be a bit more loose I'm not sure it'll lead to anything more concrete um, I believe we'll have a second question on that so I won't dive mm-hmm. uh, but yeah maybe a wider acknowledgement of the, the wrestling world as a whole Vince has always been very in salivance has been there was Dave Meltzer commented on Wrestling Observer Radio that there's going to be there's a belief within WWE that things like using stupid language to describe things will maybe decline a bit now so hopefully that'll be part of it i i for me just want people to behave like humans on wrestling shows and look if this guy's a former iwgp heavyweight he's won it 12 times or whatever uh no one has but that's beside my point yeah it makes sense to celebrate those things it makes sense to go aj styles was a legend in impact he was a legend in new japan and now he's here like all of that thing
1: Connect. Yes. It always struck me as weird that they were like, Cody was here, then he was Stardust, then he disappeared, did nothing for so many years, (laughs) and then came back as this insanely rounded, you know, world champion How'd he get better when he didn't wrestle for six years? But honestly, watching uh, Friday was a wild, wild night. Like, all the news broke, obviously, late here in the UK, and then all of us were like, Oh man, does this mean we have to stay up to one AM to watch SmackDown? <laughs> I'll be honest, I watched like the first bit and fell asleep pretty much <laughs> straight after with Baron Corbin, sorry, Happy Corbin, just as as spatter to um, Pat <laughs> McAfee. That was enough for me. But yeah, hearing you know, hearing uh, Xavier Woods drop references to Ring of Honor and the IWGB tag titles and stuff like that, I was like. Oh, and then the bit where, where uh, Michael Cole said the word fans, I nearly fell out of my chair. Yeah, man. So you're telling me there's a chair? That would be nice. Like We're going to get belts. Wrestlers. We're going to get
2: wrestlers. Ambulances.
1: Oh, local medical facilities Oh, wait, facility. they say ambulance, oh. don't
2: they? Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: st- <laughs> well, a sort of follow-up question to this comes from Steve, uh, who says... Wardlow says he'd beat the shib out of anyone in any locker room. Bobby Lashley says he's the best US champ in any promotion. Vince is gone, and there's references to all the promotions on WWE. Forbidden Door 2? Nah. Never in a million I years. I think it's a bit of a stretch.
2: Yeah, I I could see why people might lean towards thinking like something like that might be a bit more possible, but um, the, the thing I always go back to with this, and this is years and years when we were talking about who was going to succeed Vince uh, as the as the squeaky boy. The boss, Sorry. and now it's actually happened, uh, who? Who did uh, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and and various other people, who did they learn everything they know about running a wrestling promotion from? Vince McMahon. So, um, WWE historically has not played well with other promotions, so it's not something I want to see happening. No. Even beyond the obvious appeal of, like, I don't know, Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega. Whatever dream match oh. you want to come up with. Um, I don't want to see it, and I don't think it will happen. We're not gonna open up to that extent, I don't
1: think. No, I think I think it will get better if that's something you I mean if you don't, I don't know what you you're so fed-filled, it's ridiculous. I think it will <laughs> things will get better. Like you say, I think the language will change and I think they will be open to doing more stuff. A la having Mickey James in the women's royal rumble, sure. but I don't anticipate them saying should we come from our show with uh, our biggest rivals? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, they were only going to work with New Japan just to screw over AEW. So, yeah.
2: and I think Nick Khan in particular seems quite focused on just making WWE huge. Exactly. Possible. So don't forget, he's the co-CEO in all of this. Of yes. Well, what a few
1: years it's been for him. Well, here.
2: he's 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 Scrooge McDuck these days, I'll isn't tell he? You man? What? Some boy. What,
1: what's going on? Uh, Sasu <laughs> gives us our final question of the day. He says, "Hi, Andy Murray and Adam Wilborn. Do you think Vince's boys—that's and Pritchard uh, <laughs> here—will leave in the coming future? In my opinion, until they are out, it's still Vince's era."
2: yeah so like uh, and I'll, I'll stress that this is just me speculating rather than I, I don't want people to like invest too much into my thoughts on this but I don't think Kevin Dunn's long for this world like going back years the reports have been that Stephanie and Triple H don't like him very much so um, I, I I think his style of production is a major major issue with the modern WWE product I hate the cuts I hate the zooms there's a backstage brawl on Smackdown this week uh, where they, he just can't help himself zooming in and out and it's a good crazy. brawl, as
1: well, the, the Corbin Yeah, yeah, it's a then good
2: Pat, brawl. Pat came back and cut this awesome, fired up promo Bleach. and stuff. Like it was really great, apart from the way it was shot. Yeah, um, I, I I, that changes overdue. As far as Bruce goes, yeah, you're dead, right? Like if creative is handed to him, nothing's gonna change. Like he, he's, just, it's gonna be the same nonsense over and over and over again. So. I can definitely envision a future where both of them are no longer part of the higher up process, particularly Kevin Dunn. And again, I'll stress that's just
1: my opinion. I think Dunn will be gone by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think Pritchard, ugh, he's going to be cleaning up for all his worth. Yeah. And uh, Lucy Brucey. Goodness. Like, I I've, I've skipped into work today because what, like, this, even just this week, like, we're, we're on the week to SummerSlam, so we've got. This Mad Raw, MSG, with all this stuff going Sold down. Out. Celebration. You've got Roman being there. You've got all this mad bollocks. What's NXT going to uh, gonna look like now? There's Go Home Smackdown, then SummerSlam. It is a fascinating week to and be wrestling And then next match.
2: week, palette cleanse, because all your big programs conclude at SummerSlam. What are these wacky people going to come up with without Vince there? What a weird, fun, fascinating,
1: complicated time to be alive. Oh, honestly, it's amazing. Almost as amazing, Andy Morris, today's And Finally, which I think you've got, but um, I've got one and just in case. I what got, have you got? i got a different one that we'll do in the second video. Okay, well, today's And Finally that i found for you is, thank you to everyone who sent this to us, by the way, obviously, William Regal uh, over the weekend went to some reptile place because he loves reptiles, obviously. <laughs> if you've seen it, if following him on social media, you know all about this. And there's him with, there was an animal he was with that he named and I've literally never heard of what it was before. It was called like a snib or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> he was hanging out with like snakes. He was hanging out with like weird geckos and stuff. And then of course, he's hanging out with the flat. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> little one, just a little one.
2: It's smiling for the camera But as well. you know,
1: game recognized game. It's. Yeah. uh We could get one of them for the office if they're that yeah. small.
2: Yeah, they, they don't get any bigger, do they? No, exactly. Keep it in a little
1: tank back here. Yeah, very get, humane. You know like Paul the Octopus used to predict the World Cup? Yeah. We could just get the flat F to predict world title matches. <laughs> Frankie the Flatty to... <laughs> I'm just going to email get how much to cost something like that out. Yeah, can we What do they live in, a vivarium? No, is that, that's, that's something else, isn't it? Ah, uh, a swamp. We'll make a, we'll make a swamp. swamp. We'll make Actually,
2: it. some parts of the, the, the surroundings are quite like a swamp.
1: Yeah. Welcome to Gateshead, yeah. gentlemen. I love, love living in Gateshead. By I've life. lived
2: here for five years. It's awesome. But yeah.
1: Some parts of it are a bit swampy. And some of the radgies could could do with uh, meeting up with the flyer. Oh boy, <laughs> running right. <Right> to work. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news. Imagine running to work on that. Anyway, it's like, flight of the Valkyries <laughs> playing. Like, share, subscribe. Here comes the flyer subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever we get your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts we're reviewing Smackdown and Rampage and looking at it, uh, what the hell's going to happen on this week's Monday now a little bit later on today as Andy mentioned we'll be back uh, in just a few hours talk all the WWE news uh, but if you want to send us thoughts or Twitter questions at what culture WWE on Twitter watch there follow both of us follow Andy Murray at,
2: at Andy H Murray the H stands for honour you know like we've had to come on and like the Gresham situation really sucks but the pay-per-view was really awesome and you mm.
1: should check it out if you haven't already just like a Wall-to-wall, excellent show. Just wish they knew how to spell on it, you know. <laughs> spell it properly, Americans. <laughs> get you me, in there, idiots. Out. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what Culture WWE. We'll be back in a few hours. My thanks, Andy. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.